and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. And Matt, you can find on Twitter at GrizzTacoU, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at HorizonRT, and on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. And Matt, um, it was it was about it was about time we did this. Uh, joining us today is one of our are the ever prolific John Parker, who's been contributing quite a bit of stuff for our website at HorizonRoundtable.com. So, John. Finally, I'm glad we able we're able to get you on. Yeah, definitely. It's good to be on. Finally, on this side of things. Yes, it's always a ma- it's always a matter of wrangling wrangling schedules, and we were able to finally do it. So we were finally able to do it on a Saturday. I know we're going to probably post this on a Sunday, so there are going to be some games we're not we're going to miss, but it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it does matter, but it's a non-conference. So I mean, who knows? <laughs> Our whole UIC segments get thrown off. No, may, maybe. Who knows? Um, that's true. But we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about what what UIC has done or has not done to this point. Uh, but first, obviously, it's been pretty. Uh, it's been a pretty busy week um, for the Horizon League. Obviously, um, I do want to talk about the one big thing that actually happened this week, which is IUPUI beating South Florida at South Florida. Something um, good happened for us! Yay! Yes, finally. Um, and technically, you know, you know, technically, the South Florida falls into the you know the the high major conference you know conversation. Apparently, um, I guess you can have them in in that conversation when Cincinnati's in your conference. So, good for you. Um, but and, and this is so. So and I know in the preseason we talked a lot about kind of the major players in at IUPUI and kind of the question marks about, you know, about Byron Rim as the interim coach. You talked about, we talked about the whole thing with Marcus Burke. We've talked about the power, uh, the, the impact of Jalen Manette. And then we also talked about the fact that they got blown out by Butler and they got blown out by Butler. It wasn't even close. <laughs> so imagine our surprise. Then when they come go down, down to South Florida and they take it to the bulls, and it wasn't i mean the it didn't even seem like it seemed like the bulls kind of didn't you know south florida didn't really they 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 fought but they didn't it wasn't enough it really wasn't enough you know, it, the you know iupy was had a handle of that entire game which let's face it shocked the hell out of me <laughs> right no definitely um and what I found really interesting about that whole result was basically it wasn't like, oh, this, you know, Zoe Tyson had an amazing game or, you know, there was nothing out of the ordinary. It was exactly what we, you know, kind of expected out of IUPUI before the year, except the result was dramatically better. Absolutely. And so, I mean, it was, so when you look at that, and you see kind of, you know, and maybe, and, you know, maybe we judge them too harshly. I don't know. Well, that's, that's for me is the hard thing is, you know, you see the result and as a Horizon League fan, you go, yeah, that's, that's going to be a good win. That's going to help everybody. Is it that's an outlier right. though? But exact, and then you, you start to wonder, you go, was that an anomaly or is that who this team is? And I'm still going to very much be in the, 
they got one over. And I'm not sure how, because I, I think very highly of uh, the coach down there, uh, Gregory, who is, you know, has right, major right, yeah, connections. So that's, that, that's a big one in our, in our world. I mean, oh, he, he was a three-time All-American or something like that at Oakland. Or he was, I know he was an All-American. I think he played three years for OU after transferring there. Like, that's someone that's always been on, on our radar, you know, with, with those ties. So I, I think highly of that program. So that's, that's a good win for IUPUI. It's just really? a matter of, it's just a matter of, is that who they are? Because I have a hard time believing that's really who they are. I think they're still adjusting. I mean, you know, you, you can't, it's, but I mean, but for me, it looks really like, well, yeah, you have the, I mean, you, you have some of the, you've always had some of the elements there, but then, but at the same time, we looked at it, we looked at their off season. You looked at their, the fact that, you know, they didn't have Cameron justice anymore. You looked at the whole Jason Gardner thing. And that kind of really skewed the narrative about them. And to me, I... their front court, you know, yeah. they're starting front court at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big thing as well. And it's who's going to step up. So to date, it's kind of nobody. Like Tyson did have a good outing against Butler. Uh, their whole front court was kind of silent in the USF win. I, I think I... They had what five points, six rebounds, and five fouls between them in thirty-three minutes. Something they... like that, yeah. <laughs> no, the entire, the whole entire, their productivity was was. I mean, seriously, it was Marcus Burke and Jalen Manette. Marcus Burke at twenty-six, Jalen Manette at seventeen. I mean, it was just you know, that was, you know, <laughs> that's all you could say about it. And you know, realistically, there that. I mean, they, they didn't have an answer for either of those two guys. And Burke almost had a double double. He had nine boards too to go with that's that. True. Which, you know, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good day for him. I'm, you know, coming, you know, six three guard. That's sure. that's more than you're, you're usually going to ask from them. Um, so I think what it tells us about IPUI is that you know the pieces are there. They just probably don't have enough pieces to do that regularly. More than likely not. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, it. it, it and we've talked about kind of the the wild card, you know, kind of the the uncertainty between those two through eight spots, and we always have had IUPUI at that nine spot. Does this win then have the potential for maybe getting them into that, at least at the, not maybe not in the higher half of that two through eight, but maybe the lower half of that two, two through eight now? For me, it kind of does. Um, I kind of expected something like we saw out of Detroit two years ago where they might pick off a Milwaukee or, in this case, a Detroit. But, you know, with them going out and proving, I think right now USF is considered to be better than everyone in the league but Wright State. If they can, you know, pull off that kind of win, I think you have to reevaluate where you rank them. And I, I think kind of putting them in there with, like, Detroit and Milwaukee might be the way to go. Could be. Although, you know, but, oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, that's sure. a good win. But, the you know, two games before that, they got destroyed at Bradley. I mean, it was a 34-point game at Bradley, and that's, that's, mm. And don't forget, oh. and also don't forget they got, you know, they got obliterated at Butler, too. I mean, yeah. 33 by 33. I mean, you know, the, I'm, they, I'm just saying maybe seven or eight. 
even a 17-point win against Anderson isn't anything that you go, yeah, that was it. So I, I think that there's a lot of pieces maybe there. And, you know, I'm sure it sounds like Rim's probably doing some good things. Like, great. I'm glad to hear IUPUI, IUPUI might not, you know, be a seller dweller all the time. And, you know, but I'm not going to buy into it other than going, it's a good win. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, the, the jury's going to still be out on IUPUI. I mean, that, let's be honest here. I mean, that's... I could look stupid again in a couple of weeks. It wouldn't be the first time. It's fine. So, but yeah, well, the, the IUPUI is really not the only disappointing people. I mean, let's... Which brings me to the other place. Um, UIC, I don't know. Somebody needs to explain to me what is going on there. Because their first games, they were... They've, they've looked not... They have not looked great. And they've not looked great because... You also have, oh my god, I mean, your backcourt's gone. You, you don't have Marcus Adi or Tarkus Ferguson. You know, imagine, I mean, now to be fair, and it's funny because, you know, Memphis doubled them up, but Memphis may end up giving that win back, which is hilarious. It's a good win for the conference. <laughs> Would be a good win for the conference. Thank you, uh, thank you Memphis, for uh, playing an ineligible player at the moment, and I'm sure the NCAA will be really... Um, looking in, looking in that scurrilously, or unless, unless they are really that enamored with Penny Hardaway, to which point I don't know. But yeah, but then they follow that, and then they follow that up with a really awful game against Ball State. Again, no tar, no Tarkus Ferguson, no Marcus Audi. Um I maintain they've been abducted by aliens. That is my whole thing. Yeah, anybody, any player in the Horizon League that I cannot explain where they have been, I'm just chalking it up to some some aliens came down and just scooped them up and put them in their spaceship, and they'll bring them back eventually. Well, and I think, and we've all seen it, when players just aren't there and no one's talking about it, there's some sort of disciplinary something no one really wants to draw any bigger attention to, and that's usually involving uh, extracurricular things. Possibly. And, uh, Who knows? You know, I, I don't know these guys. I'm not saying that's the case. I, I I'd rather the aliens thing be true, but, but... Wouldn't be the first time we've seen it in college, you know? Like, in the fact that no one's talking about it, that's the, that's the thing. Like, you know, that's where McLean, if he's... He needs to be out in front of it, and he needs to say, oh, it's academic. Oh, here's what's going on. Hey, they made bad choices, and they're learning their lesson. We'll see them in a... He's not saying anything. I think that comes back on bad coaching. Like that's bad. That's bad PR, and that's I don't I don't think that's the way to handle that. Well, that's the issue too. I mean, you know, if you're, we've we've talked about multiple times about the whole issue with uh, with McLean and you know trying to impress a new AD. This is not the way to do it. <laughs> He's getting kind of gotten off on the wrong foot. Unless this is the AD's call, like just it could no, be that too. Don't talk about it. And again, if that's the case, man, they might have hired the wrong person because I don't, the I don't rules, think that's I guess. so I don't know them's the rules I don't know <laughs> but yeah so so you know fear I mean you gotta hope that one of those two guys has got to be back because you can't you know UIC cannot you know you know th- that's their core right there and if you don't have them and then you don't have Jordan Blunt until at least the beginning of next year beginning of the new year I mean, I I have a hard time seeing UIC doing very well at all. I mean, There's, I mean, that's what they were built on. Exactly, and you know, if your if your foundation basically disappeared, um, 
by a close encounter of the third kind, <laughs> that that's problematic. It's, I mean, especially especially if, and with UIC, it's killer, just killer. So they uh, unfortunately we are we are recording on a Saturday. They do have a game coming up on this uh, on on the set the Saturday night, which unfortunately which will be against Bradley. So. Um, I guess it will be an interesting basis of comparison between how UIC does and how IUPUI did. Because obviously IUPUI did horribly. And, you know, I mean, when you look at UIC right now, how do you compare them to a IUPUI? Which actually has a Jalen Manette and a Marcus Burke to be able to score. Yeah, if I had to do like a power ranking right now, say I'm giving it to IUPUI for the moment. I mean, even. You know, I feel like I'm making excuses looking at UIC's results. In the exhibition, it was, well, okay, they they clearly established that they were dominating inside the perimeter, so they were just chopping up threes to see, you know, what they could get going. They had a six foot eight, 235-pound guy shoot six three-pointers. Um, and then, you know, as we've gone on, my, what I heard kind of Twitter rumblings at least was that – uh, Adi was in a walking boot, and Ferguson was at, had a three-game suspension. I guess we'll see, you know, between when we're recording this and when the podcast comes out, whether the three-game was accurate. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. So yeah. The uh, so yeah. So I mean, Bradley would represent Game Four, I guess. So uh, that would be. And it's funny. It all it, see. This is the and this is always the uh, yeah. And see, this is always the issue with these initial games where. Wait a minute. Yeah, all these initial non- games against non-conference teams where you like, I mean, these non-Division one teams, it kind of throws you off the trails because nobody's really paying attention to yeah. UIC, even though we should have because they only won by three against Olivet Nazarene. So that should have that should have been that should have kind of popped up on our radar almost immediately. Although to be fair, I mean, we were you know, we we were just jazz. We had Dan Hasty on, so maybe that's why we completely <laughs> missed it. That could be it. <laughs> I mean, I thought so that was a much better conversation about, you know, well, you know, UIC almost, you know, UIC barely scraped by a non-division one team. But I mean, again, right, right now, UIC is without four starters. I didn't even realize how bad it was over there. Yeah, that's that is insane. I mean, who, yeah, well, they we know again, we know, we know Adi, we know Ferguson, we know Jordan Blunt. Who's the fourth one? Um, the one of the dudes is out with a, was in concussion protocol. Um, from the he ran into someone at the Memphis game, so he missed. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, who is that? I cannot. Uh, let me pull. Yeah, the Ball State game. Um. Oh, good question. Wow, they are. Yeah, that's. Uh, I want to say. I don't think it's. Uh, I'll have to look. At, I'll have to look at the. I'll have to look at the box score. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'll have in a second. I'm trying to go back through here and find who we we're talking about. Oh geez, that's even worse. <laughs> it, things are just the wheels are falling off there for right now, you know. Like, and, and yeah, it's it's crazy because that's you know, that, and you know, obviously that's not that's not something that they control. They can control um, Bridges. Remember, that's who is out. Who's that again? Bridges. Oh wow! No kidding. Holy cow! That is yeah, that's killer. I guess when he did in the Memphis game, he ran into someone that had, you know, he had the blood coming out and all that, and he's in concussion protocol, so he missed the Ball State game. So that, you know, that was four starters out against Ball State. And that's and, 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 and so leaving the yeah, and also not helping matters is uh, wow. This is a real stat, by the way. Godwin Bowen shot one for seventeen. 
Oh. One. Just keep shooting. For 17. Just keep shooting. I guess, man. They were only... I mean, seriously, they are down... They, they played seven guys. That's all they had was seven guys. That is um, insane. I heard somewhere that UIC had to bring in athletes from other sports just to fill out practices. Oh, man. Where I heard that, but that's, that, that's the rumor. How do you... I mean... I mean, how do you, that's, that makes, that's amazing to me that's, that's, that's the case that you have to do that. You would think that, you know, I mean, we, we knew that, we knew they were going to be down short at least one guy, but wow, to have that many guys not in, that is just, wow, that, that's just killer. And, you know, and, and it, again, it, it's not all of this to say is Steve McLean's fault. I mean, if Marcus Adi's sitting in a walking boot, that's an injury. You can't do anything about that. Jordan Blunt, you can't do anything about. Um, you know, Bridges, if he's you know, is he's in concussion protocol, you can't do anything about that either. Um, I mean, it's is it more you know, you can't do anything about Godwin Bowen, Bowen shooting one for seventeen when he's one of the only guys you got. Someone had to take seventeen shots. Someone had to, yeah. Preferably, they would have probably liked those shots to fall, but obviously that was that just wasn't in the cards that day. <laughs> but yeah, that's so. I mean, I mean, if you're if you're UIC's AD and you're looking at these first couple of first handful of games, do you just chalk it up to bad luck and move on? I mean, I, I mean, I'd like to say you you probably could, but I mean, yeah, wow, that's that's still rough. That's assuming this AD hasn't done their homework, which I don't think is the case. This AD's got to be aware of McLean's inability to put things together, no matter how many of the pieces are there. That could be it, too. I mean, I don't and know. At some, at some point, it becomes, you know, that's what you are. Um, so we, we, and I know we, we are working, I am hoping to get the uh, the new athletic director on uh, on the podcast. I'm not sure this is going to be a question we can ask him. This just doesn't seem like something that's going to come. I'm sure it could hey. come up, but I don't think it's actually going to answer the question. Hey, new AD, let's just cut to the chase here. How do you feel about Steve McLean's job security right now? Yes. And do you agree with the assessment that Steve McLean looks like a B-movie villain? Are you in on the heist? That's Are you really in on the heist? Oh, I mean... We, we could go in that direction. I don't think I, I think that would probably be the shortest interview in the history of our podcast. But you never know. Um, yeah. So it was. It, it has been a very auspicious start for the Flames. I'm not going to count them out. If they put those pieces back together, I still think they have a, a good shot. But then you know they haven't been practicing together. You know, there's a whole lot of factors all of a sudden. Well, I also and again, I also think the big thing that they, I think the big thing for UIC, I think is going to be the return uh, of Jordan Blunt whenever he comes back. I think that's a huge thing for them because that gives them a huge front court presence. He again, he's him and Loudon. You know. He, he's he, he, you know, he, him and you know, his, he's he, he's the one of the few guys who can in the conference who can square up against Loud and Love. So, theoretically, if you know, if he gets back to you know, if he gets back to you know, in in some fight in some playing, you know, if he gets back in the playing shape, you know, you never know. But for right now, it just you know, 
and it makes me wonder too. I mean, because we've we've had this conversation as well. We, when you have such a bad, when you're, you have such a bad start to the non-conference, at what point in time do you be? Are you at what point in time are you concerned? I mean, let, let's you know think about it. Last year, like a whole bunch of teams had had bad non-conference schedules, whereas like you know, the, I mean, like like I mean, how 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 hard does that hurt? How much does that hurt? I mean, I know Oakland didn't have last year. Oakland didn't have that great a non-conference. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was you know you had a bunch of teams that were like, you know, five hundred sub five hundred, and it didn't you know it, it didn't it wasn't a great look for the for the you know for the league. But you know once you got into the conference schedule, then you saw you actually saw, um, then you actually saw the you know the conference as competitively actually pretty tight, which I thought was the crazy because of how, you know, blah, the non-conference was. Are we well, getting... That comes on coaching, and that's where, you know, is McLean, you know how good is McLean? We're going to yeah. find out. Um, my other concern is, you know, you look at someone like Blount, like, halfway through the season, if he's, you know, ready to go, do they try to take the red shirt, you know, and, and push for next year? Do they try to put it all together? And then on top of it, you've got, you know, these guys still know Dikembe Dixon. Like, yeah. is he going to be in their ears going, hey, I'm making money in Europe like that's true. do what I did just out of there you know that's well, wait, that's got to be a factor well let me ask you this because you know uh, well Adi and Ferguson are seniors so this is it for them right I mean unless they read do they, did they already use a record somewhere I don't know well Ferguson definitely would not for if if what what you know if what the issue with Ferguson is correct um red shirt's not going to help him <laughs> Well, but can't you use a red shirt for? I mean, Xavier Hill Mays took a red shirt after his what sophomore year for the reason of we're we're saving him. Possibly, they just know. didn't play him. But I don't know if I don't know if they do that here. I don't I don't know I don't know if like I don't know if Adi and Ferguson would even do that though. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't see a ju- I, for them. I don't see a justification for that. Um, and by extension, Jordan Blunt. I don't I don't see that. Um, right. It, it, unless, as you say, you know, the prospect of you know playing overseas is much is a I don't know it I, like I, I don't think it's the I think it really is stickily I think it's the end of the road for both Adi and Ferguson. They're seniors. I don't think they're sitting. You know, I don't think they're going to sit out the rest of the year. I do see them both coming back at some point in time, theoretically. And again, since we're recording this on a Saturday, theoretically, Ferguson's back in the lineup tonight. So see. we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Well, we will definitely see. Um, so, John, um, we had the we we had the distinct pleasure of having John, um, uh, you know, visit the the pit, which is the the home court of the University of New Mexico, um, to watch New Mexico play Green Bay and 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 Green Bay. Uh, yeah, they didn't do well either. <laughs> Honestly, not terrible given that Kennedy expect expectations for New Mexico are, you know, kind of bubble team this year. Sure. They were in it. They just, in that first half, they couldn't go 30 seconds without committing a foul. <laughs> that was uh, fun. And to be honest, it was a little bit predictable. The rosters are pretty similarly constructed, you know, up-tempo, go, go, go. Uh, but 
the the real big man in the game who had I think fifteen rebounds, uh, Carlton Bragg, formerly of Kansas. Ah, oh, yes, the uh, and 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 Cleveland native, I might add, Carlton Bragg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Green Bay's roster isn't constructed to deal with a Carl, Carlton Bragg. Ooh, no. Um, that guy, so, that guy is a beast. That guy is. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a Kansas transfer, and yeah, he he definitely, you know, if if things go well for him, he 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 could we could have a he we could have a a pro. He potentially has kind of that. Uh, wow, yeah, he had sixteen rebounds. That is that is. I'm, I'm that's killer. <laughs> and that's really where he did his damage. He wasn't. You know, he shot pretty poorly. Yeah. Uh, didn't draw a ton of the fouls. I mm-hmm. think he only drew, like, two of them, and it was mostly uh, Jaquan Lyle yeah. drawing fouls on drives. Sure. Um, J.J. Caldwell from the Texas a Man, they have nothing but transfers. Um, so, to be honest, I didn't think they did that poorly. Um you know, with seven minutes to go, it was yeah. striking distance. It was. Sure. I mean, they did. I mean, to, that to, let's be fair. They, you know, Green Bay didn't get blown out. They only lost by fifteen. Yeah, and then what I, you know, at that point, kind of with under ten to go, uh, McLeod only had twelve points on you know one of nine three point shooting. He was. Yeah. He's not hitting yet, and they were you know within striking distance, and obviously. Uh, Tank Hempel has been injured and hasn't been in, which is a killer, especially if you're going when you got a guy like Tank. You could you'd love to have him in a game like this. Definitely. So, given their circumstances, with you know the two guys who were supposed to lead the way for them, not you know not doing what you'd expect them to be doing at this point, I thought that this one and the Purdue game where you know they got piled on early and then. At about that same point, you know, about 10, you know, eight, 10 minutes left in the game, they're within striking distance. And then, um, you know, both games, it was just a big three pointer, crush the momentum, we're done here. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. And that's the, yeah, that's the big thing for, you know, and, and Green Bay is, is definitely not taking that, that non conference lightly because you have a, you know, first you start out, start out. I mean, and you're you're not going. You're going to like Mackey Arena and the Pit, which are like notoriously yeah. bad places to play as a visiting team, anyway. Uh, not so much the other night. <laughs> it was people were doing other things in Albuquerque that night. I guess it was. Oh, that was definitely you know something that was getting talked about. Was where is everyone like for a you know. We kind of brushed it off, but it wasn't wasn't wild. Uh, with that said, I was hoping to you know sneak a toe out onto the court when I was going to my seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it's constructed, I had to walk across the free throw line. So like, <laughs> oh geez, wow, experience. Just wow, that's wandering across the pit. Oh man, because I know uh, back when I was in college, Butler was still in the conference, and I. Actually, you know, I was a women's basketball manager, got to actually dribble a basketball on Hinkle. This is maybe not quite that that kind of experience, you know, to actually have the ball mm-hmm. in your hand. Um, but it was, whew, I'm going to check that one off the life goals. <laughs> wow. 
And by the way, it doesn't. It actually does not get any easier for Green Bay either because they got to go to the Kohl Center on Oof. the 21st against Wisconsin. I mean, wow. I mean, this, okay. I'm trying to figure out who's. I'm trying to figure yeah, at this point in time. I'm trying to figure out who's uh, who whose schedule is worse, Green Bay's or Detroit Mercy's. <laughs> I mean, they get hit. They get they get hit in the mouth three straight times. That's not. Good and again without without Tank Hemphill either, and you know we don't know we don't know if Hemphill is going to be available for the Wisconsin game. Yeah, I I hadn't heard anything about what was going on. I guess during the you know the start of the Purdue broadcast, they kind of went over it. Um, hadn't been able to get tuned in at that point, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I had I was not aware of <laughs> what was going on with him. Wow, just it wasn't. Is- he played like, I don't know, they put him in for a few seconds, I thought, and Jeez, he wow. wasn't ready to go. Oof. Yeah, and like like I said, it does not get it. Yeah, and then, you know, after 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 Wisconsin, Green Bay's got back-to-back games, one against Cal State Northridge and one against Colgate. I mean, I guess that's their only respite, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're up 9-1 on Syracuse, all right? There you go. Wow. Sounds like we need to do a whole uh, podcast on like who's out right now in the Horizon League and who that affects the most. And whether or not and whether or not they've been abducted by aliens. <laughs> All right, the all-league teams versus the injury team. Who you got? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Wait. Yeah, here we are talking about New Mexico and I know New Mexico has allegedly a lot of alien activity, so there <laughs> maybe I I don't know. I mean, if UIC had started their season down there, I'm willing to hear you out on this. <laughs> uh, see, I knew this was going to be something. I knew I was on to something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the um, man, um, so that so yeah, the the so Green Bay is is, I mean, they're the, again Green Bay and Detroit are kind of, Detroit Mercy are kind of in the same boat because both of those teams are kind of really. You know, grinding it out on those in their first couple of games. You know, with, with you know, I mean, honestly, Detroit Mercy with the, you know, they 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 got NC they, you know, they had they started with NC State and then they go over to, oh man, and then they they have the weirdest travel schedule ever for real. Um, by the way, I'd like to point out the fact that you know, even though I will say obviously Detroit lost by 19 against NC State, you still had Antoine Davis, you know. She, scoring 28 points um might want to work on his three-point game a little bit because he was only two for ten no what needs to be worked on is mike davis the coach dad needs to shut his mouth <laughs> all he does is whine and then he i mean he gave up five points because he gave up a tech oh, or geez. he got teched up so they got the two free throws and then they hit a three it's a five-point swing like he needs to stop cheerleading so much for his kid it's not even for his team it's for antoine and it's getting worse well, let me ask you this though. I mean, honestly, I mean, we we but we've seen guys who do that even if when they don't have kids on the team. Right, I mean, but it, it's getting worse and it, it it's for Antoine. Is that cuz it's cuz it's the star of the team and the person he needs or is it cuz it's his son and that line's getting real blurry. And I, I like Mike Davis a lot. But I, come on. I have no idea, but I know uh either again, I don't know, but their again, their road does not get any easier because they got Clemson coming up. They got Clemson going, and they're going to go all the way to Wyoming. 
I mean, we've t- we talked about a lot about Mercy with when yeah. we had Dan on, and like I've seen schedules like this. I mean, you know, Horizon League fans just roasted Oakland when they, you know they came in because this is the type mm-hmm. type of schedule they play. But at the same time, um, Campy was trying to showcase players against the top top competition, especially sure. that K Felder sure. year, you know. Mm-hmm. And is Mike is Mike Davis trying to do that for Antoine? Probably. Oh. And is he trying to make some money for the school in the process? Probably. Oh yeah. But then you take, you then you take these losses, you take these moments as teaching moments, you know. Just today, you know, we're recording on Saturday. I just watched Oakland just get thumped at Maryland. And all you can do is you can take the fact that they were up at times in the first half and, you know, were within two until the last, like, two minutes of the first half. They, you know, like, they kept it close and then they got tired or whatever the case was. But, like, you take those as good moments and you go on. The way Mike Davis is approaching it, it's just not a good look, in my opinion. By the way, the answer to the answer to who has the worst schedule, it's still – the champion is still Detroit Mercy because they're not even going to be home until December. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that. I mean, at least, at least, you know, the back-to-back games Green Bay has is at home. Wow, this one not even close. It is, you know, I mean, yeah, and a lot of the, and again, like I said, a lot of the, you know, like you said, a lot of this is going to be, you know, showcasing Antoine Davis. A lot of it's going to be getting money for the, you know, getting some revenues in because you know that's kind of Mike Davis's bread and butter. Oof! I mean, mix in could could you at least mix in a Michigan Dearborn or something <laughs> in the middle of that? I mean, because wow. hey, you leave Dearborn out of this. <laughs> second second yeah second week in a second episode in a row we just discussed Michigan Dearborn. <laughs> We're gonna get a U of M Dearborn fan that tweets us and is gonna be so pissed. Well, we just no, no, no. I mean, come on, they're a non-division one school. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, what? I mean, Scheduled them if you're mercy, hopefully, but they didn't. <laughs> I know. Well, just make sure they don't schedule Davenport, all right? No. Uh, why Unless, not, well, again? Davenport <laughs> uh, beat uh, Grand Canyon, yes? Yeah. Oh. They they tried to hand the game away, still won by almost 10. That, that was... <laughs> What's going on? I mean, not to totally derail thing. What's going on at Grand Canyon? They were, they've had such a strong thing, and they're... Yikes. Things got rough there. Terrible coaching. Oh, <laughs> Thunder Dan. Poor Thunder Dan. I'm so sad about Thunder Dan not doing. So- yeah, Doc. That yeah. You want to talk? And it's funny because for what? There were at least like six months we were having a conversation about. We were having a conversation about this weird idea of Horizon League expansion that, for reasons that escape all of us, included like Grand Canyon and New Mexico State, and I'm like. That was, that was. I mean, the only reason I could think of that is because Grand Canyon has just got these, this this wad of cash, and they're just throwing all over the place. Yeah, and it made more sense for the WAC schools because yeah. they are, you know, going out to Chicago anyway. So, yeah. and Chicago, yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out how Chicago State's even a Division One <laughs> program anymore. I mean, seriously, they they're not. I mean, they haven't been. I mean, they just got you know, Chicago State just got hammered. I mean. Forget about the fact that they're you know they they've never been that great <laughs> in a lot of sports. But keep in mind also too that you know they were in the middle of that just horrible budget fight between like the governor and the state legislature, and they were like they they were they were you know not getting any money, and they were like really just bad. I mean, people mass layoffs. It was insane. So I mean, I don't know, but. And needless to say, it's probably why Chicago State is not in any Midwest conference, major Midwest conference, period. 
because they don't want to deal with it either. Although, let's, I don't know, would you put it past John LaCrone? Don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> don't you put that evil on Ricky Bobby. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, the summit would start looking real, real good. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean... Hopefully, yeah, I don't, yeah, they, they, they've got way bigger problems than, yeah, I, I, I really don't see, you know, they are definitely not going to ever be in any conversation about the Horizon League at all because of the fact that, you know, they are just, it is, I mean, they, they didn't there, didn't their AD, Chris Zorch, their AD, didn't he just get fired like three months ago? Yep. I mean, what did he do? I don't even know. What did he do to get fired? I don't recall. I mean, come on, man, he, he He's already fighting an uphill battle. I mean, <laughs> I know that they won't schedule Oakland. Something uh, can't be talked about in his coaches' show, uh, like a week. Or, I think it was two weeks ago mm-hmm. that he you know, Marley's always said that he would would schedule Oakland, but uh, then doesn't. Uh, Dan Marley. Oh, you mean Grand Canyon? Oh, sorry. Yeah, over at Grand Canyon. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, we we well, probably have a better chance. That we, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, Chicago State, we'd have a better chance of a Horizon League team scheduling them. But, yeah, Grand Canyon, I don't know about them. No, sorry. I zoned out. Missed the Chicago <laughs> switch. But, yeah, so, so yeah, and then, you know, yeah, and, and it actually, again, this whole thing about it, and it kind of brings me back to the whole, you know, off-season discussion we had about it, Horizon League expansion. You know, because we already have Fort Wayne coming in, and, you know, it's as we are – Looking at at the the whole of the Horizon League becoming more geographically centered, um, uh, whole, you know, I don't know. I'm still not I'm still not a fan of the eleven you know eleven teams. <laughs> but it's got to be one more coming. It's got to be. I just I, don't know who. I mean, if they don't, but if they don't announce it like in the next couple of months or so, it's gonna get ugly. I don't know. I, I do think Kyle Craven had it. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be Bellarmine. I think it's kind of a matter of doing what they did with Northern Kentucky and saying, hey, A-Sun, if you want to just kind of run that that clock down before they're eligible a little bit, that'd be awesome. I mean, do you hit, but, man, but Northern Kentucky, you know, getting them when we did, that was such kind of a lightning in a bottle thing. I mean... Does lightning strike twice with Bellarmine, though? I mean, I don't know. So the reason that they left was the geography of the conference, which, you know, is a bit like the WAC in that it's primarily centered around, you know, Georgia, Florida, uh, you know, South Carolina, and then, oh, hey, New Jersey, too. It's... Yeah. They're kind of struggling with stability just because it's like... That's right. That's right. I keep forgetting the A-Sun has that oddball and NJIT. That's up in New Jersey. Those those poor poor bastards. <laughs> and then I think if Northern Kentucky is you know still in the Horizon League at the time, they are rivals with Bellarmine. And I mean, obviously the NKU contingent would be completely on board with it. I, yeah, I do. I don't doubt that. Obviously, we you know we had the we had the the piece from uh, on HorizonRoundtable.com from Kyle Craven about making the case for Bellarmine. Um, yeah, I, I see that. I do definitely see that. 
Um, I don't know if they, you know, I, I guess it's just a matter of if they pull the trigger and if they pull the trigger now because they just got in. They, they're in the they're in the first year of the D one transition yeah. round, right? So they'd yeah. still be what two or three years out of. Uh, I think it's full, three or four. It's so, either four or five years. Yeah, so it's like yeah, they're four. They're yeah, they're three or four years out of being a full fledged Division one member and. Then it becomes the question of: Do you want to wait? Do you want to have a team that's in your conference that is, you know, for for you know, for all intents and purposes, not going to be a tournament team? Do you do you do that? And I don't know if that I don't know if I think it's maybe too early for the Horizon League to consider it because of the fact that it is the very first year that yeah. of that transitional period, maybe two or three years down the road. Exactly. Perhaps. And that's kind of, you know, let it, them wait it out over there sure. for a bit is kind of where I'm at. Meanwhile, the, meanwhile, the horizon league would still end up in with, you know, still have 11 yeah. teams. And, and I think, and, you know, and because of the transition of coaching, by the way, with Northern Kentucky, if we are having a conversation about them, transitioning to another conference i still think that would probably be probably at least four or five years away as well um just because of the adjustments that need to be made with darren horn as head coach and all that stuff so i mean i don't know but i could be wrong as i've been many many times (laughs) so um the one last uh i want to say if there's one last thing i want to discuss and i don't think there really is because you know i think we've pretty much touched everything um so we're not gonna talk about this whole Cleveland State media thing. No, let's not do that. <laughs> not, no, you know what? I, the right. only thing, the only thing I will say about the, because the, uh, by the way, for those of you scoring at home, um, Matt succeeded in getting uh, Cleveland State's uh, primary uh, Cleveland, uh, the primary Cleveland State blogger uh, Thomas Gosey. He succeeded in getting uh, he blo- Tom succeeded in blocking him. Um, I will say this: he's pretty much the only game in town. And I will also say one other thing. We have invited him on this podcast before, so there you go. I'm sure he was too busy blocking people to join you previously. You know what? I have, it was just funny as hell. You know what? I've said far worse. Over the I, over a decade, I've said far worse. So Can you, I, must, you must have a special level of charm to be able to do that. <laughs> I, just, I, I want to go on record, and the, the, my only moment about this whole thing is I want to say once and, once and for all, from from a very reliable source on the situation, schools do not sign off on waivers anymore. That's correct. There's no physical sign off. However, they do have to. They do get asked by the NCAA if they support a waiver, um, and would support the athlete to allow them immediate eligibility. And that's where Cleveland State did not do that for their students, where most other schools have. And that's why Cleveland State is getting dragged by the national media and everybody else around them. And that's something that, you know, Campy has talked about. He did for his for his students. Braden Norris did not get his transfer. I don't even know if he's going to appeal it. No. But it was not because it had nothing to do with Campy saying that I don't support this. He did support the transfers. So that that is the problem that, you know, it's I, I think I was talking to Jim Saro on Twitter. Today. It's, it's yeah. semantics to say that signing off on a Twitter or signing off on, 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 on an appeal or sorry, on a transfer. It is not a physical sign off anymore, but they the, the previous school is asked if they support this transfer or not. And Cleveland State did not support any of their transfers, and they were one of the only schools to do that. And that is why Cleveland State looks like shit. Thank you. And to your point, um, I will say that Rasheem Dunn is now playing for St. John's, 
And Zach Brasillo at the New York Post did mention that Cleveland State was forthcoming in the information they needed to get to the NCAA in a timely manner. So, don't know what to tell you on that one. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, that, that's kind of you know, the you know, the counter point. You know, I don't know. I mean, I and I think and I really and I and I it's just and the whole thing with the whole thing with Norris and and James Beck obviously got his waiver denied as well. Yeah. Um, it really to me speaks of the herky jerky nature of the NCAA with these waivers in general. Um, where yeah, where you get like you said, you know, it, you got a guy like a Braden Norris and you got a guy like a James Beck who, you know, have the you know, as you say have the full face and support of of Oakland and still get denied. So, I mean, the, I, I would love to see the, how they pull out the rule book on this uh, with the NCAA, but I mean, I'm it's, but exact make it, make it an NCAA issue. And that's what Cleveland state didn't do. Cleveland state made it first and foremost, a Cleveland state issue. And that's why they're getting dragged on it. That's well, all. If Cleveland state had said, you know what, we're going to do what everyone else is doing. You know what? It's up, it's up to the NCAA. And then the NCAA denies it. Then it's on the NCAA, and we all know the NCAA sucks. I, but I will say that's this, fine. But but again, and, all right, never mind. You know what? We're, we're not getting anywhere with it. No, all right, just had, you know, we, it's come up a bunch in the past two days. I wanted to get that but out I, as far and as also, and also I, uh, I I also maintain that Al Eichelberger, who was out for three games for Cleveland State, was also abducted, abducted by aliens, and I think he agrees because he keeps liking retweeting my tweets about that too. Well, then he knows something we don't know. There you Maybe go. was he with Adi? Do you think? I don't know. Is there a Horizon League spaceship? I'm telling you, I, there might be, there could be, and I'm 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 not I'm not getting off of this until you know the 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 aliens return our folks, <laughs> for, the aliens return our Horizon League players because we need them for the uh, for the non conference schedule. What I, sound like a, I, I sound like it. I sound like a complete nut right now. I'm probably sitting. Everybody's listening to this right now. Is probably sitting here thinking I'm sitting here with a friggin' tin foil hat watching X Files or something. What if Adi comes back and he's like one of the monsters from uh, Space Jam now? Well, then that would definitely help UIC's chances in the remaining non-conference schedule, wouldn't it? I, I would assume so. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, with, with that said, we're going to go ahead and close out. John, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, where could everybody find you online? Uh, it's going to be on Twitter at, at JJParker084, and then obviously on the pod, or on the, the written half of the site. <laughs> Yes, um, yes. Horizon Roundtable.com, by the way, and find you as find you some uh, find, and for those of you looking for love, find you who uh, find somebody who lo- loves you as much as John loves writing on our site. <laughs> so, Thanks, John. <laughs> and and as always, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on again on HorizonRoundtable.com along with John's stuff. And you can find us wherever you find podcasts, as well as on your Amazon or Google devices. So uh, thank you for listening.